At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome to the SI Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trainer. And uh, before we get to this week's show, I just want to thank every all the Yankee fans out there who gave me tremendous feedback on last week's episode with the voice of the Yankees radio play-by-play man, John Sterling. If you're a Yankee fan out there or someone who's a play-by-play person or into the art of broadcasting, give it a listen. If you're not a Yankee fan, I think you'll enjoy it because he's such a character. So it's in the archives. Check it out on the SI Media Podcast. The response was overwhelming. I really appreciated the kind words. I wanted to thank everyone for that. For this week's show, ESPN business reporter and and a man who is all over Twitter and has been for a long time, Darren Rovell comes on and uh, we cover a lot of stuff. His job at ESPN, we get into some business stories from the NBA Finals to gambling and sports to WWE, Vince McMahon. And then of course we spend a lot of time on Twitter, why Darren blocks people, how he does his tweets, does he have someone helping him, does he have regrets? A lot of stuff. And Darren answered everything. I give him a lot of credit. There was no pulling of the punches. He, he was very honest, and I thought it was a good interview, so hopefully you enjoy it. Let me know on Twitter, at Jimmy Trainer what you think, and uh, let's get it going. Here is Darren Rovell. All right, joining me now, ESPN business reporter and Twitter. What's the word? I don't even know what to call it. Twitter something. We'll figure it don't, out. Don't ask me what the word is. I'll get in trouble for coming up with my own title, so don't ask me. Let's say a Twitter, we'll just say a Twitter staple, Darren Rovell. Darren, there how, you go. how are you? I'm good. Good, good. Thanks for coming on. Um, I, and before we get to Twitter, I, I, which obviously we have to discuss, I, I, I want to ask you some stuff about your role at ESPN, but I guess it worked out perfectly. I would have a Twitter um, aficionado on the day after this Brian Colangelo story <laughs> breaks. Uh, give me what your initial thought when you read the Ringer story and... You know, I, I think there's like a bigger thing here about Twitter makes certain people just lose their minds. But what was your first thought about the story? 
in a world where there has been more stories that have been unbelievable in the past year than ever before, seemingly, this was somehow an unbelievable story. I mean, it, as you kept reading, it was very well done. Um, you know, and, and I always try to put myself in the shoes of the reporter who gets the tip. You know, obviously the tip was was given by someone who, you know, really wanted to out Colangelo here. And and when I'm trying to figure out, the first thing I think of is, okay, so the, the Sixers can't allow Colangelo to really get out in front and make a statement. They have to protect themselves. So I was surprised that Colangelo was supposedly calling Joel Embiid and calling other people uh, before they announced their investigation, which happened this morning. I mean, the speed that these things work at, it's it's hard to say it's the fault of anyone, but that was, that was my first thought. Yeah. And then my second thought, my second thought went to, okay, if all the accounts are not his, maybe some, some are his sons that puts the, the ball in my court in terms of, first, I think from a human condition standpoint, what happens if my sons, mm-hmm. I mean, they're four, but mm-hmm. had a burner account or were doing, was doing something that was involved in my business, would I say, all right, I'm 40 years old, I've had a good career, they're 20, say, uh, I'm just going to lay on the sword and make sure that they don't have a bad career or, or lose a chance at a career because of this. So it made me it kind of cycled in this like personal thing about what happens if it's not all Colangelo because then he's gone. Right. But if it were his son, how does he then protect himself? And the whole thing is just, it is crazy. And, yeah. you, and you're right. You, you, you do get into these things where, you know, Twitter does get into your brain and, you know, sometimes you just want to, have fights with people who have seven followers. It, it was happens. it was remarkable from the standpoint of, and I'm not comparing the severity of the three stories, obviously, but you had a day where, um, and now of course I'm going to forget the guy's name on the Browns, Demary, um, who uh, ret- the, he'll buy the jerseys with the retweets. What was his name? Yeah. Randall. Uh, Demarius Randall. Right. Yeah. So de- you have Demarius Randall saying he's going to buy jerseys for every single person who retweets his tweet about the Cavs beating the Warriors. You have the Roseanne situation, which I know you're an ABC Disney guy, so I won't go into that with you. I don't want to get you in trouble. And then the Colangelo thing. Like those, it's my final thought when I went to bed last night was there needs to be like a psychological study on what Twitter does to people. It's, it's crazy. There, it, it, I mean, it does do something. I mean, the, the protections that I, you know, I, I got on Twitter in March of 09 and what I have built in terms of like how I try to prevent myself from going crazy. It's like a, it's like a, a, a bunch of walls that I set up, you know, how, how can I like, Oh, do I want to tweet this? No, I think I want to sleep tonight. Right. You know I mean? So I, I, I totally think there's, there's definitely a, a psychological look into what, social media and more so for us sports fans and us journalists mm-hmm. what twitter does would you say you have gone crazy a couple of times on twitter here and there yes okay we'll get to all that later I'll, and when and when i say crazy it's that i'm just i'm responding to someone who has like two followers and it's not worth my time but for some reason my 
brain wants me to win. Right. You know, there's right. there's something yes. strange. I actually do think there's a chemical thing that goes on in your brain. I'm I'm actually being dead serious about that. Um, no, I think there's a chemical thing that goes on your, with your brain with Twitter. I yeah. think there's a chemical thing that goes on with your brain with eBay. Uh, there's 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 a bunch of things that I think go on, and and it would be an interesting study. Maybe you should lead it, Jimmy. I am not that intelligent, um, but I do. But okay, so Twitter obviously be a big focus of this conversation. But let me start in a couple of other places because it is funny. You're a sports business reporter for ESPN, as everyone knows. But I, I feel like you're mostly known for Twitter. So I'm just curious about your ESPN role a little bit. You cover sports business, obviously, but is it a situation where you write what you want? Do you have editors tell you to write what they want? Do you have do you have to write on certain days? Do you have to write a certain amount of times? Like, what's your overall deal with ESPN minus Twitter? The best part of the job is I control about ninety five percent of my days. That's great. They understand. They understand that I cover the business of sports. The directive, which has been the directive since I came back, was to every day try to write a story if if it's there that will make the front page of ESPN.com that is relevant enough. Whether it's quirky, whether it's there's great news value whether there's a name and there's a business side to it. And so that pretty much is almost my complete focus. For ESPN.com, I wind up writing about 250 stories a year, and 225 of them, or 220 of them maybe, uh, would be in that right rail in the top seven stories of the day. You so write, you write 225 to 250 stories a year. That's pretty yes, impressive. Write, some, I'm writing seven, I'm writing seven to 10 a week. I didn't realize the, I mean, I went to your page. It didn't look like it was that many. I, maybe ESPN needs to have a better archive system, but that's a lot, Darren. You should be, yeah, hopefully no, I'm, you're getting I'm, big bucks. I'm, I'm writing. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much. Yeah. Every, I mean, almost every day I'm writing something. Um, so I do that, and then there, uh, you know, I, I have an editor who makes sure that I'm part of the the fray of whatever the network deems is important. Um, right. Coming up, it's you know the NBA Finals, LeBron, Cleveland, sports gambling, Delaware, New Jersey. Who's going to be first? Am I going to be there? Um, the Belmont. Um, you know, that's that's the next 10 days. Um, so I'll be in Cleveland, I'll be in Delaware, I'll be, and I have that, that kind of set up. And then there's long-term projects, like I have some NFL projects that are set up. And then TV is more of a day of something happens um, on Outside the Lines or on a quick sports center. Um, that's, kind of, that's usually not set up. What are your favorite stories to cover? Do you like the... I know you do a lot with baseball cards. I, I, you had a story about Jeter rookie card recently. Uh, ticket sales, gam- what, what is if you? What- I, lo- I love I love memorabilia. I love um, I mean I love owners getting uh, owner owners making money, owners losing money, players investing in things. I mean, I think in the next couple of years, my job is going to be significantly affected by players making more money and then investing in things. Yeah. Um, 
with Carmelo investing in a sports bar and a pizza franchise and following whether they fail or, or succeed. And LeBron has certainly led that. Um, tickets are, continue to be among the most read stories if it's intriguing because it touches fans and fans get very angry at, at, at ticket stories. Um, so, I, so ticketing for sure, endorsements. Um, I mean, when I think about it, I've been doing this for 17 years, the, the things that have changed is that fans are really interested in the business side, where maybe 17 years ago I had to ram it down people's throats a little bit right. more. Do you really like the endorsement stories, though? Don't you it feel depends like... on if, I mean, it depends on if it's like something that's dynamic. If it's like a guy signed to deal with Papa John's, I don't really... I don't really care. Right. You know, it's the ones that are, it's, it's, it's the ones that really make sense. Um, and it's, and it, the shoes, I love the shoe stories. I love, you know, it, it has been so intriguing to cover Adidas and their rise, something that I, I had never, ever thought could happen. And it's been intriguing to cover Under Armour's fall. Yeah. Um, how far they've fallen. I only ask it so because I, every day I love doing, I love doing this stuff. I love, I love the business of sports. I, and I love Twitter as well. I only asked about the endorsement thing because, I mean, I get emails every day from PR people and companies about, oh, <laughs> you know, uh, we just signed, um, you know, the Athlete X to join right. Gatorade. And we just, and oh, and uh, we're giving away a no, Yankee the hat. The standard one is very boring. You're right. I got, I, I got a pitch during the tournament. Like, can we send you a Wilson basketball and if, if you'll tweet about it? And there is like this, I always feel like there's this part of it where like you feel like you're being used and it's seedy. I don't know. So, so, so what you have to tell people, this, this is something that I've learned over time, is that uh, you have to set up your expectation. Like, I think you've set up an expectation of like, no, I won't do it uh, because you're sending me a basketball. Like, I, I'll tell people, if you want to send me something, fine no guarantees if you send me something that's egregious i legitimately will send it back it, uh, if i if i'm ever in a position where i can't write something about nike or under armor because they sent me shoes right. i'm an idiot right so so and 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 everyone knows that you know if some right. if someone's upset and and if you look over time people on twitter always say oh you're such a shill but if you look over time if if Nike or Adidas or Under Armour or any company does something that I think is a bad move, a bad product, I I'll go after them. Or there's a bad commercial, or if there's a commercial that comes out and I don't really like it, I can't tell you how many. Just like you, I get so many ads where I'm like, eh, it doesn't not not really. That doesn't doesn't strike me as something anyone's interested. in. I actually saw you besmirch my friend The Rock on Twitter about his sneakers because they got sold out. And you I were... wasn't besmirching The Rock. See, Please. some people understood. Somewhat people misunderstood that. I'm glad you you brought that up. I I just we're in a situation where three weeks ago I said The Rock is basically Under Armour's best property. He's the only one who the only guy related to sports, related to this, that could put a flag on something and not get killed. J.J. Watt, if he put a flag on something, would get absolutely destroyed, right. even though he's earned it more than anyone else. The well, the, the, the fascinating thing about J.J. Watt, I just got into it. The fascinating thing about J.J. Watt is the knock on J.J. Watt is that he's nice. It's really one of the most warped things in sports media. Like, J.J. Watt gets I'm, knocked I'm, for being I'm, a nice I'm, guy. I'm, 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 
I'm I'm close to JJ probably more than almost any other athlete. See, that's gonna, that comment right there is going to get you blowback on Twitter. Just so you know, that's fine. Okay, but that's fine. I'm just telling you what it is. Okay, I, it, and and I know the barstool guys are like, you know, like he really doesn't go out of his way to broadcast things. That's that's his knock that he's that he's broadcasting. You know, he's 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 broadcasting things where you know, like he's not broadcasting when he's in a hospital. Like if the Texans are doing that, that's not his fault. Well, but my thing too is I, I don't know. Listen, I know him a little bit too. He's been very kind to me over the years. Doing we've done three or four interviews and. Um, so I'm at Sportsman and DA, and he's always and the thing I will say about JJ Watt is he it's not an act he's not doing it it's a hundred percent real he's not then you know in DMs where you have a one on one being like oh this guy's an asshole and I don't like this guy like he right. is genuinely right. a nice guy it's, it's not an act on up. yeah yeah I right, get back to the Rock yeah. and you're besmirching of the great one so the Rock so, so the Rock is some someone who is incredibly marketable. The Under Armour got him at the right time, and they put out the shoe that people are waiting for. And actually, it's one of the nicest shoes they put out. And I don't know the exact number, but it's so limited edition that it's gone in 20 minutes, and the next time you can order it is, is June 28th. And I understand the idea of buzz. That's how other other shoe company, you know, the Jordan brand for a while, hey, you know, this is sell out, this colorway sell out. That's how you get buzz. But Under Armour's not in a position right now to get buzzed they need to do volume and i guess what i probably should have done was another tweet saying the rock for his brand probably needs a sellout right because he's hot and and anything but a sellout is not good for him and for under armor it's it's totally different for under armor they need sales and and so so i think some people confused it as this is a knock on the rock it was really on Under Armour. Why aren't you making more shoes? They're selling out in 20 minutes, and, and you can't get them for another month and a half. All right. That's a good explanation. Just don't ever knock the rock. It's not allowed. <laughs> not allowed. Um, I, I'm going to ask you a couple of business questions, and then we'll get to all the Twitter stuff. I don't, I don't know if you want to handle this one. If you don't want to answer it, that's fine. I got it. Because the NBA Finals are going to be on ABC, which is ESPN, the company you work for. If this is a four-game sweep, maybe it goes five if the Cavs get lucky. How, how, how rough is that for ESPN to have such a short series? Well, it depends because I've been surprised by the ratings on some of these awful games. Right. Right? I mean, the, the, the ratings have been up in some cases. You know, you've seen it all, 15 yeah. to 20% on, ga- on games where, like, it's a 20, 25-point blowout, which, which I think is – I, I can't explain it. I think people would go away, but they're not. That says something about the NBA. So if if people are like this, the question is, does doing this the fourth time bring the casual audience? Probably not. Uh, well, I think LeBron but, will always bring a casual audience. My question is more about the fact that this is not, not going to be. Well, I don't know. I think LeBron. Well, the, I, my question is more about this is not going to be a six or seven game series and ESPN is going to get shafted because right, it's going so to be the a short goods are going to be yeah. based on how bad the ratings are for one through four right and it, it, that that's really what's going to matter yeah and uh, i think people think that it's going to be worse than it is there's right. the, the this year if you look at this year you know the ratings have been boffo right and in even in the playoffs where there's been blowouts they've been surprisingly good it has so, been amazing uh 
Yeah, yeah, and I, I think LeBron's got to get one somehow. Right. LeBron, the, 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 the Cleveland LeBroniliers have to get at least one. Uh, maybe people are sticking around because more people are betting and there's in-game betting and there's prop bets, which will lead me right into the, the gambling thing that's going on. Give me for you from a business standpoint, gambling becomes legal. Give me the number one. Um, what's the, what, what is the biggest thing that's going to happen from that in terms of money and sports fans, is it going to be we're going to be inundated with ads for gambling companies and and you yes. know the, yeah, it's going to go it's going to go back to the late '80s with the touts. There's going to be more people in the gambling information business. There's going to be it's going to be an all out fight between traditional gambling companies like Caesars and guys who recently got into it, Cantor Gaming and the Daily Fantasy, the DraftKings and the FanDuel guys. And then guys that have just come up with apps that make it, you know, easier to to bet and to try to win that way. Uh, it is going to be an all-out war. And uh, remember the, I guess it was 2016 NFL season with how crazy the DraftKings and FanDuel ads were. Yeah. We're probably not going to see them on TV, but anything that we see, you know, any any article that we have on the internet is going to have a crazy amount of pop-ups to try to woo people. And it's not going to be that quick because, you know, there'll probably be four or five states that have uh, gambling legalized and then another three or to five. So it's going to dribble out. Uh, but this is, this is going to be an all out war. And, and as sports fans, we're going to notice it. Well, in turn, I mean, this can't be anything but good for the leagues, despite their protests, right? I, I I agree. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's there's not really the integrity fee is kind of an interesting place. Since, yeah. Uh, since nothing that that Vegas has done has uh, has hurt the integrity of the league. I mean, I do I do think if anything is a negative, it's that you know I do think the NCAA might have more issues. I do. Yeah. Just, I agree with being that. Out there and them being so compromisable. Yeah. I could see that for sure. Um, the WWE SmackDown is going to Fox. Were you surprised by that? And do you think that's a good move for Fox? So, you know, I, very interesting. The, the way I understood negotiations went down was that, you know, they were pretty much ready to do that second half of the UFC, which ESPN ultimately got. Right. Uh, and then, you know, the WWE was able to swoop in because NBC kind of didn't match what they needed to match if they wanted to keep SmackDown. And so in one sense, the reason why I think it's a great move for Fox is because it's completely controllable. I mean, you know, when Shane McMahon brought the UFC to Vince McMahon and said we should buy it and Vince McMahon said, well, I can't really control it. That's true. I mean, uh, if you look at where the UFC is and Conor McGregor and who hasn't fought in 550 days for the UFC and Ronda Rousey, who's obviously WWE, it's so hard to establish names and, and keep them going um, because of the, just the nature of the UFC. And the WWE, in a way, is just a dream come true because you can control everything. Yeah, and in that in that sense, I think Fox did a uh, a, a great deal. 
Uh, I think the ESPN UFC deal is a risk depending on, you know, what happens going forward and whether those names can be built. Um, uh, that uh, to me, that's, that's clear. It's at a, it's at a, it's at a good price, um, relative to the marketplace. And it's, and it's smart to build ESPN plus with something that matters. Um, but, but you could, you could say that the WWE is a more for sure bet because it can be controlled. I saw a, a tweet today. And if you don't, again, I know you have, you you know, I don't want you to badmouth your company so if you don't want to answer that's fine i saw a tweet today that said that um fox when they had the ufc couldn't sell ads and that the wwe more advertisers would rather buy on wwe than ufc which i found a little bit surprising because i do think there's an audience there for the ufc um uh, is that true i think i i i, I mean i think advertisers want to I mean, I think what that might have been referring to maybe was the last year. I mean, in the last year, I think it's gotten hard for the UFC because you have Stevie Miocic at the heavyweight level. You have a guy who's pretty much blah, blah at the heavyweight level. Um, and you've had fights that are here. You know, sometimes they're great and sometimes they're, they're not. Um, interesting from a Twitter standpoint, even fights that are not great, even cards that are not great, are always like trending on a Saturday, yeah. you know, and you yeah. know, they're, and you know, right. So you're still shocked. Like sometimes I'm like, ah, that fight didn't matter. But then I look up and it's not, there's not a baseball game trending. There's not a baseball player. There, there's three fighters in the top six and it has whatever number the UFC card is. So I don't understand that. I understand that UFC has struggled. Everyone knows that in the past year, but I would say that even when they're seemingly irrelevant, they're relevant enough that people are talking about them enough that they're trending. Right. And you know what demo they're trending in. Right, of so course. I, I, I don't think it's that hard to sell. If I, I, since we're on this topic of WWE UFC, if I, if I asked you for the five greatest business people in sports all, all time, and I included WWE in that, where would you rank Vince? Is he in your top five? Either. Oh yes, yes, he'd definitely have to in my be top five. Yeah, I, 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 he's in my top five, and he might be five. And I, it's because I have to give a deduction for what the XFL was. But that was such really a minor. But I, that was such a minor thing. I mean, I know it. Well, I know it. Well, I know it was. Yeah. I know it was. But it speaks to his uh, that when a titan of business is on the top. One, what, what makes them a leader at business is understanding when voices or when they, when they see something that could be a pitfall and they stop. I just think, I just think in his legacy, that will be, it's not going to be the first five lines of his obituary, no. but it'll be up there. And I think the new, the new XFL might be up there too, unfortunately. I respectfully um, disagree with all of that. I don't think it's even a blip really on his. Okay. But that's just me. You're, I mean, a I bigger, you're a bigger WWE fan than I am. I think, yeah, and the, there's a lot of layers there with the WWE, with building it from WrestleMania 1 with you know Hulk Hogan and Mr. T to where it and is. And that's when I was there. And, yeah. Oh, you were there in person at MSG? I, no, that's oh. when I was there as a fan. I was, right. I was pretty much out my freshman year of high school. Right. So 92, that's when I was pretty much out. I think the Vince pulling 
his pay-per-views and creating the WWE Network for $10 a month. When that happened, I, I think people, you obviously will remember this because it's what you cover and you follow this stuff, but I think people forget he got absolutely destroyed for that decision. You're giving up, you know, 40, and the, 50. And the, sto- and, the sto- and the stock got destroyed. Right. The market hated it. And how ahead of his time was he for doing that? Now it's, the network's doing well and everyone's starting their own niche stuff. Yep. And it turned out to be. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they said what they would not never say today. Why are you giving, why are you, how value this archive is, it, you know, you're, you're, you're attributing some of this cost to, to, to this archive. And now right. everyone's building archives. Right. Because that's what keeps people beyond the live events. So, no, they, I, I, I'm, I'm there. I just think we probably disagree on. The exit, and, yeah. and he is, I mean, the, my, my battle with him is when, when he, when Mr. McMahon died or almost died, right. and they were playing that with the explosion in the car. Right. Must have been 2009 or 10. Right. Uh, I went on CNBC when I worked there and said that this was irresponsible and they, the number one material risk to their stock is that Vince McMahon is still running it. And even though this is Mr. McMahon, some people can confuse it and the SEC should really step in and tell them to stop doing it. That is a ridiculous take, Darren. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's fake. He didn't blow up. Anyway, I know. I know. Anyway, the best part about that, the best part about that was I asked the WWE for a statement. Oh, God. And this was clearly Vince giving me the F you. It it was the best possible thing you could ever imagine. And the statement, which is somewhere online still, said, uh, you know, we are looking into uh, suspects for the murder of Mr. McMahon. As of right now, the primary suspect is CNBC sports business reporter Darren Ravel. And I read that on the air. And you loved it. And then I, well, I loved it. it, it and then I cracked up like, you know, this is just, he, he, he knew the way to say, you know, respect my genius. And he, he did it perfectly. And, that, and was, that was all him. You know, that was all. Oh, him. of course. And that was also his way of yeah. saying that's a bad take. The SEC should look into Mr. McMahon being blown up by a limo on Monday Night Raw. That's a, now, that's a good one, Darren. All right. I want to get to Twitter. We have a lot of Twitter stuff to discuss. Let me just do this um, real quickly for everyone out there, because this episode of the SI Media Podcast is sponsored by Buffalo Wild Wings. This time of year brings us two things, graduations and Father's Day and the gifts that go along with them. Before you buy dad another tie or that grad a balloon that will probably float away, ask yourself this question. Does my dad a grad like wings or sports, or of course, better yet, both? If the answer is yes, then get them a Buffalo Wild Wings gift card right now. If you purchase $30 worth or more in-store or online, Buffalo Wild Wings will give you a $5 bonus to keep for yourself. That is a gift that gives back. How generous of you, Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports, terms and conditions do apply. I feel like I did a spot there for Buffalo Wild Wings. I'll have a business reporter on who covers all this stuff. It's just all <laughs> melted together. All right, Twitter. So much. I can't tell. When I said on Twitter that you were going to be on this podcast, I can't tell you how many people asked me to ask you if you could unblock them. So let's start with this. What is the Darren Ravel blocking policy on this, you know, June 1st, 2018? You there? Uh, oh. Blocking. <laughs> I'm here. I just had a had some hiccups on my phone. Okay. Blocking for me uh, 
is follows several forms. Um, you know, sometimes I'm doing it to protect myself <laughs> and more often than not just saying, all right, I want to go at this person, but it's really not worth it. And if I block them, I'll just quickly forget and we'll move on. So that's probably number one. Number two is I remember you if you're like being unnecessarily mean. Uh, I have a very, very thick skin. So that's not like, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're calling me names. You're calling me nerd. I have never blocked anyone for calling me a nerd. In fact, I'm honored. Um, <laughs> but, but, but yes, if, if you today, I blocked a person today because when I ranked the spelling bee and had pictures of the three kids who I thought would win, which I've been doing since 2002, he called me Jerry Sandusky. <laughs> it, it, it's not, it's not, it's not that this was the first time this is, I know this guy, this guy's done about 20 or 30 of these. And I just don't feel like having him in my life anymore. I, I think that's funny, but that's just, I guess my dark sense of humor. So, um, yeah. So, 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 so I, I, I probably blocked a couple thousand people. I have a colleague who wants you to unblock him, but we'll get to that at the end. I'm going to make it, make okay, my, I, I do do, I do do pardons. Okay. Um, and I, and, and I have, uh, I've done a lot of them, and I've only immediately blocked someone for life after a pardon once. Okay, who was that? What was that about? It's it, it's it's some girl that just you know she thinks it's a a badge of honor for me to block, and, right. and so she asked for an unblock, and then she <laughs> immediately was trying to be a jerk. Okay, tell me, I, give me the Darren Rovell setup. And home base setup and the scenario when you are game one of the NBA finals, for instance, Thursday night, eight o'clock or whatever it is, nine o'clock games tips off. Where are you? How many screens? How are you? How many tweets do you have loaded up? Give me the breakdown. I have have about 10 loaded up per game. Like I have, I know I have for game three, I have what the face value is of the courtside seat and how that's changed from the first round of the playoffs to the fourth. I have that. I have, uh, you know, some old newspaper clips. I have some other things. I've saved some stuff from Cavs fans and Warriors fans. So I have about 10 tweets a night kind of ready to go. Um, I, uh, I have um, uh, a computer, a desktop computer, an iPad, an iPhone, and a laptop, um, and I'm just kind of watching that like Good an golly. air traffic controller and having fun. Do you have anyone helping you? Do you have a staff? Do you have an assistant? Is there anyone helping you find the tweets, find the photos, find the distate in history, or is it 100% down the No, no. I, 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 have, I have people who occasionally send me stuff. Uh, there's no one on staff. I've tweeted every single tweet. Um, but I, I rely on people knowing what I do and kind of kind of being the conduit. You know, I give you credit for something that, you know, you're, you're like a mini sports business reporter. You know what I'm looking for. You know I'm looking for a tattoo or some crazy buzz cut or things like that. Um, and then I have a guy who does my newest feature, the Revell Daily Times, which is truly awful. It really is. Yeah. It. It's yeah. so awful. It's so I'm bad. So proud of it. Now, Do you ever feel like, I mean, what you just described sounds a little insane. I mean, what we do, I mean, listen, even 
I'll have two screens going, the phone, blah, blah, blah. But do you ever, do you ever stop and say to yourself, this is too much? This is too much. I think I'm wired to be, you know, just, just to have that mentality. I think I was wired for Twitter before it happened and it just kind of filled the need. Like people said, what do you do before Twitter? Well, my mind was just going in different places. And so I've accepted that this is kind of what I do. Um, I think over time I've done, I do fewer tweets by, by, I probably do half except for on Super Bowl. I always do like 150 to 180, but I, I probably do half the amount of tweets. Um, because I try to make them, you know, more impactful. I'd like someone to, when they see a tweet, say, oh, this is interesting or this is going to be interesting instead of like, I just hope Ravel shuts up. I, I like him in my feed for some things, but he's just too noisy. So I, I, I've calmed it down a little bit. Um, but uh, I do have someone, I, I, I have to throw this out. I do have someone who monitors Twitter for me basically 24-7. Really? Uh, and yes, and that person allows me to have a normal life. So essentially, if the person thinks so, that person knows exactly what I'm looking for. So if they think that it is something that is interesting, um, they'll email me. If they think it's something that's important, they'll text me. And if they think that it's code red, they'll call me. And that system's kind of set up pretty much do, seven days a week. Do you pay this person? That person is compensated. Okay. And twenty four seven for this person? They don't. They're not I allowed mean, to for sleep. For the most part, this person likes doing. This person likes doing it. They're formerly in news. They're in another job now, and they kind of love love the news. But are they allowed business. to sleep, or that you you make them stay up twenty four? No, they're allowed. Yeah, they're okay. they're 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 allowed to sleep. You let them have a meal every now and then. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. But it allows me to like be a father of three, and, and well, that was be with be with my wife, and right. actually like be a functional human being. But, and if that person wanted to have themselves named, I would I would name them. Right. But he he doesn't like that. But, but that person does uh, not send it, the tweets to you. You were the only person who sends a tweet from the correct. at Darren Rovell. Never account. tweeted. Yes. So yes. do you think yes. I I had um. Are you familiar with Worldwide Rob, Rob Perez? I'm sure you I are. Am. Yeah. So I had him I on am. a few weeks him. ago, and I asked him if he could go 24 hours without tweeting. And he said, yes, not a problem. I said, could you go 24 hours without checking Twitter? He said, no chance. So now I'm going to ask you that question. Could you go 24 hours without checking Twitter? I've done it. Okay. And I've were you it. were you shaking? Did you have like um, seizures? It was, di- it, was dif- it was very difficult. Right. Um, I just went on vacation with my family. I was probably on Twitter maybe an hour a day until all hell broke loose the final day of vacation, which was so I was that that's when the the Supreme Court betting legalization. Oh, okay. Went down. So this was recent. When, when the Eli Manning memorabilia settlement went down, and when David Tepper bought the Panthers, all on that same day, my last day of vacation. Right. Um, my so- wife, thank God, understood that. I was not going to see a chaise lounge that day. Right. Uh, so but, you can yeah. shut off from it if you have to. I can. Yeah. I can. Okay. What? Um, it's hard at night when I, you know, like it's hard for me to go to sleep, and I think <laughs> part of it's because all all day I'm, you know, it's just buzzing. You can't just lay down and just say, "Okay, stop." That might be a sign to get help. Just throwing that out there. Yes. 
I just yeah. Do you or a sign to start a new business? You know, that's phone, true too. Phone and social media addiction centers. Why not make money off it? There'll there'll be some of those soon. That's for sure. Yes. Do you you once did the hundred rules of Twitter, or well, for Twitter? Do you? I'm just curious if you had to update that today. Give me like one or two rules that you didn't have on it then that you would have on it now. Uh, well, I, like I, there's some rules that I follow. Like usually, although last night was not a good example because the guy who I was going back and forth with has 27 followers. Usually, you know, I try not to create firestorms with people who have. Uh, you know, less than two or 300 followers, because then other people can amplify that and it turns into something that's, so I have a, a there's a renewed awareness about that. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hate the tweet that like, you know, like the, the, the excitement knee jerk tweet of like, oh, like, oh yeah. You know, like just the wow. noise. Wow. On NFL Saturday. Wow. Is Sunday. a big one on Twitter. Wow. Wow. Like, you just get, just just keep your hands you know off the computer. It, it's not it doesn't do anything. Now if you're going to wait, just hopefully wait to say something substantive about that, or don't really say it because it's just clogging up all of our feeds and a million wows. But how, I'm not sure. I say this makes it more exciting. I say this with all due respect, and I appreciate you coming on and letting me have yeah. it. How could you, Darren Rovell, of all people, complain about someone clogging a timeline or sending out something yeah. stupid? <laughs> I mean, come on. It's like me telling someone to, like, have a salad instead of a fries. You know, like, come on. You can't do it, Darren. Yeah, you know, I, I, do, I do have a – what people don't realize is, like, I am very self-aware. I know when, when I'm sending a horrible headline or, like, I know it's horrible. Right. I have fun with it. Like, I, I am that guy who I've always had since I was a kid a, a, a corny sense of humor. It hasn't left me, and I'm not going to apologize for it, and I'm not going to change it. Don't follow me. Right. Well, but of like, course. I'm not, you're not going to get me to actually delete something because there's, there's seven retweets and 195 replies. You know, to, right. I've seen every gif on delete your account. <laughs> My favorite one is the Wheel of Fortune one. <laughs> yeah. I, delete your account is – that's getting to me to the stick to sports. I mean – Stick to sports is an automatic block for me, and uh, the delete your account. I'm getting there too. It's it's tired and yeah. Delete out. your account. I usually do them a favor and delete my account in their eyes, which is to block them. Right, throwing that block down. Give me what. What are some of your biggest Twitter regrets? We all have them. Uh, listen, I I I think there's been out of my 140,000 tweets. There's been 20 truly horrible tweets, and they're all based on me just not 100% paying attention and not, you know, not understanding, especially in the early going, you know, the gravity of the megaphone. Right. Um, so right. The, the, one that, the one that destroys me is uh, the, the, the overweight guy sitting in two chairs at the Bulls game. Right. And I... Uh, and 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 the first thing that comes to my mind is like cost of two seats, and you know, and I put that down there. And when I look back, and and I feel like I've learned from the things that have gone wrong, and I hope other people do too. Right. But when I look back, it's like 
you know, I'm rocking my twins back and forth who are both crying and I'm not paying attention. I'm not a hundred percent focused. And I think especially having 2 million followers and Twitter being as active as it is, uh, it's really struck home over the last maybe three or four years that at every point you really have to be paying attention. You have to almost act like you're on television mm-hmm. when you're sitting on your couch because the, re- the, the the magnitude of the responsibility and how, yes, it's great. And when things are great and you're pumping your fists and wow, this is awesome. This is good. I thought of something. I have an adrenaline high. The lows are there too. If you're dumb. Right. And so I've, oh, yeah. I've, I've kind of, kind of been, uh, I think I've learned from it. And, um, and, and, and I think it's, it's made me better as, as a tweeter. Um, I, 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 you and I, you probably don't remember this. I, we've gotten into one Twitter skirmish and it was a very, very, very long time ago. Cause I, I refuse. What was it over? I, will, I, do I will, remember. I that. will tell you, I ref, first of all, let me just say this. I refuse, refuse to t- fight with people on Twitter. Like I'm not doing it. I, I just refuse to do it. But this was a long time ago. You had tweeted, uh, I guess from a Super Bowl Playboy party, and you were not happy with the selection of the playmates. Oh, oh yes, 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 yeah. And I think I snapped back at you on that one, and we got into a little. You but, know, and the of, thing about that is, what I hate about that is too is like we know each other a little bit, so I will snap back and you'll respond, and then right away everyone has to chime in that like it's a Twitter fight, and it's like, well, not really. It's just like I'm telling him this, and well, know. it's a Twitter fight automatically when it's involving me. Right. Like it's a fight when it's involving. Well, me. Well, you and the former host people of this want to make it that way. You right? and the former host of this podcast, the great Richard Deitch sort of made that a thing. Yes. Yes. We had, we had, and then, and then I unfollowed him and the, you know, when I, when I did the research, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that situation. Sure. That's one of those situations where that's one of those situations where playboy party. And for years that, that needs context. I wish I never tweeted that, but it needs context. Okay. So the context, the context is that I, proudly had for for years had been kind of like the guy who was analyzing the Super Bowl parties. It became from 2000 to 2006 or seven, which is the heyday. It will never touch what it was. It was reckless spending by the skin mags without any ROI and people loved it. And the guest lists were just crazy and the outfits and everything and the themes and the amount of, and I love that I've covered that, that I kind of made that a little niche within the business of how good are these Super Bowl parties and I'm here for you. Right. And so that's the whole context of it now. So in this year, in it must've been Oh seven, I think. Um, so it's yeah, 11 years ago no. in this year, the, Playboy, which had been struggling and had just decided or was about to decide that they were no longer going to do a print publication, you know, had older women there instead of the younger women. So it was part of the evaluation that was actually in the article that this is. But Twitter, by its nature, is out of context. And I sent a tweet from that piece in the story that just said, like, you know, you could tell that Playboy is losing it, whatever it is, because the the age of the women or the quality of the women weren't what they were. Out of context, in that little bite, not a good tweet. <laughs> in the article and understanding what I do, better, but maybe you don't even say that, right, you know? Right. So 
All right. So, but that, but that, that's kind of the context of it. Yeah. But that's one of the things you also learn. Right? Yeah, I of mean, course. Twitter, by its very nature, is out of context. You cannot possibly, even in 280, explain what you need to explain in some tweets that have a comple- the complexity that they do. Well, that that's and why that's one of those things that I've also learned. Like, I can't even start because even if I now create the newly uh, opportune thread people are going to look at the first one. You right. cannot create context on things that are complex. Right. I, and that's why I refuse to fight with people on Twitter because, well, one, no one's ever going to change their mind and say, oh, you're right. And then no just, one's going to win. And right. You're never gonna and get a point you can, and then when you keep, the more you keep going, the more the context gets lost. So I, mean, I wrote, I wrote a thing. So my column today, train of thoughts, just as a very quick example, I wrote a thing about Ben Simmons dating Kendall Jenner. And I said, this is bad news for the Sixers fans because of the Kardashian curse. So someone on Twitter said I was a caveman and sexist and I'm blaming a woman for a man's troubles, not realizing that it's about the Kardashian curse. And there are these horrible people who date all these athletes. And then it's always a debacle. Now I could explain that on Twitter, but I'm going to have to go into like 5,000 characters and go in that person's not going to want to see my side. So I, I let it go. You know, people are not going to want to click on your column either. That's the other problem. Right. They, you, you could then offer context and they don't want to see the right. context in that way. So they yeah. just want to argue. So fighting with people is useless. Um, yeah. The Marvin Jones thing. Do we regret that at all? Nope. Not a second. Nope. <laughs> so, so okay. So here's the thing where I tried to create context, okay? So Marvin Jones says his wife, he and his wife are opening a nothing bunt cakes. A little context is that I anchored this hour French show on franchises uh, when I was at CNBC. It's one of the most proud things that I did. It was a, a piece of investigative journalism that, you know, it's probably one of my top five, if you consider uh, that whole piece and reading franchise disclosure documents and franchises. It's hard to make franchises. It's hard to, it, it, it has a reputation of business in a box and it's much harder. And so I wanted to, I wanted to comment on franchises in general. And the only way I was going to do it out of nowhere was to say, here, let's look at this situation. Do you open up your own bakery or do you do a franchise where they take 9% of your gross? Um, and, and that's all I was saying and was hoping that it created a conversation from that. And, and Marvin Jones didn't want to have it and he could say whatever he wants. And Can he, I just he play? took it as an insult to he and his business because he was just announcing this happy moment and everyone or many yeah. people interpreted that I was just crapping on their parade. Right. That's, that, that was that was not my that was not my intention. All right, but here's, I was not trying to troll. Here, yeah, but, I was thinking about it in my way of this is this is the debate that people, not only athletes, but people across America have. Do they open up their own business or do they pay to open up a business that has a, 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 a higher name recognition? See, I get it that that's your thing. But my response to that would be, do you really have to respond to Marvin Jones opening up a bakery? Like, it's Marvin Jones. It's not LeBron James. Let the guy open his bakery and leave him alone. But I wanted to – but, but I, again, I, I, I love the conversation around franchises. Right. It's, it's, it, to me, I, I think that athletes – do I really have to comment on athletes' businesses like 
you know, like, yeah, I, I like athletes' decisions and what, and, and what they do. And sometimes, in some cases, it's been good and sometimes it's been bad. Um, but I, I felt I had the right to do that. I knew in my heart what I was talking about. He didn't want to engage me in the conversation, and that's fine. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing how something like that becomes the number one Twitter moment. <laughs> you know, right. out, of, out of nowhere. But, but I think it's an interesting conversation to have. And sometimes it's not. not having those conversations <laughs> is why athletes wind up in, and I'm not saying this is a bad one, bad franchise deals. Because in the, in the locker room, in the clubhouse, a franchise is something that's cool. But what happens is your experience as a customer is a completely different from being on the other side of the counter. Nobody cares about Marvin Jones opening a franchise of, of some bakery. That's all I'm saying. Except for you. I wish him all, all right. the luck in the world. Yes. No ill feelings. All right. Now, before we wrap up, I mean, where do you see Twitter going now? There's always a lot of thing about the stock and is it making money and they do this wrong and they do this right and they're signing deals to show games and this and that. Where in a, Three years from now, where is Twitter? Are we still using Twitter? Is something coming along? Is it just for media people? I hope so. I have a lot vested in it, Jimmy, but yeah. I, but I, but you know, I, I think that over the years it's gotten better to use. Uh, I feel like its value has, has increased. Um, you know, Uber's not making money either and they're worth 50 billion. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, at, at, and I do think the narrative has changed a little bit in that, you know, when they're being compared to the other social media, like Facebook and Instagram, where it's all based on monthly active users, right. now you're really spinning it to what they should be, which is a news service. Um, and and I think I think they're doing a good job. I am I do like the idea of shows on there and live broadcasts if they matter okay i don't want you know if it just becomes a, a whole cluster of things that can't get on tv so we're just going to take it to make a point twitter's not doing anything and they've done right. a couple of those deals i don't yeah. i'm sorry i don't want to see mountain west football yeah right. i i I, so. I mean i think it's just because of my age and i'm old but i don't want to watch anything on twitter but that's just me okay I, i'm 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 good. I I like it. I like how the screen moves. I'm fine. I look at many screens. Yeah. It to, to 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 me it's fine. I like the idea of them getting into the game of having unique shows um on Twitter just like Netflix has right. something. I mean, I think they can be in the content business. Uh though I I never expect them to be their own news organization. Yeah. I never expect it just like you know Google. Um but I I I think they're I think they've done a pretty good job over the last here evolving and and pitching who they are and uh i will say that there's still a a, a negative sentiment hovering around twitter mm -hmm. that doesn't exist with instagram for sure right in, in, when you're in instagram it seems like everyone's cheering for each other everyone is nice and on everyone's instagram. having I've, a good time that's and, so and funny in yep. twitter I've... and in twitter it's it's like there, there are things like I would never, I never post my family on Twitter because right. people are going to kill it. Right. But people love my family on Instagram. Yep. I've always Same said photo. that. I've always said Instagram, everyone so on Instagram is nice. positive energy. Yeah. I mean, the pot, there is, there is truth to the fact that even though I love Twitter, there is truth to the fact that the, the energy is not a net positive 
And on Instagram, especially, I think Facebook's got, and obviously they're they're owned by the same, but they're owned by Facebook. But yep. Instagram has been much more positive as the number one because Facebook has the politics all wrapped up into right. it. And but but Instagram just you have a good feeling about Instagram that people are rooting for each other. That's where if you're on a diet, you put your diet thing. You'd never put your diet thing on Twitter. Well, You'd get killed. It depends. I don't That's think it, some people do that. All right, let me. We I, we, I got to wrap. I appreciate all the time. I've enjoyed this thoroughly. Last thing, I got to make a case oh, for a colleague to get unblocked. So, my colleague Jack Dickey, he's a great writer at SportsIllustrated.com. Good guy. He, so I guess during, this is his side of it. So I'll present it and then you can make your decision. You can be like Judge Judy. So he claimed, so during one of the, I guess, 2016 debates, when Trump was being his psychotic self, you tweeted something like, you know, I don't know if this is good for the country, but it's great content. That, that, is, that, is, my, that is my evergreen tweet that every day gets retweeted. Okay. So then when- It's, 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 uh. It's I, I feel sorry for our country, but this is okay. great content. Right. Like so that. then mm-hmm. on election night, when it became apparent that the deranged sociopath was going to win. Right. Jack retweeted your tweet from the debate and then you blocked him. I think that's an unfair block, Darren, I have to say. I, I, I think I was probably oversensitive and I, I think it's an unfair block. And he I just, he was just on jeopardy and he won a lot of money on jeopardy. He, he would be someone you would like to follow. Funny guy, very okay. smart, good writer at Jack Dickey unblock him. Okay. I will unblock him now. I appreciate that. All right. Thank you for coming on. This was fun and, uh, good luck dealing with the Twitter mob out there. Uh, I really enjoyed it, Jimmy. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Take care. All right, my thanks to ESPN's Darren Rovell. Fun chat. I you know, Listen, however you feel about Darren, I know there's a lot of people out there that get on him. I, you have to, I guess, respect the passion. And he had answers for everything, and he the conviction is there. So I give him credit for that, and I give him credit for coming on and answering the stuff. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the conversation. And that wraps up this week's edition of the SI Media Podcast with Jimmy Trana, and I'll see you next week. Do you know about the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one daily sports podcast network? Locked On has a daily podcast on every NBA and NFL team, plus a growing lineup of college and MLB teams. You get a daily bite-sized podcast giving you the latest on your team from the local experts. Lakers fans, search Locked On Lakers. Cowboys fans, search Locked On Cowboys. Just search Locked On, your favorite team, on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, or tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked On, your favorite team. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. 
until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.